Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Bills kick the Panthers while they are down 31-14 to to go 8-6 and on the season and set up a perfectly juicy post-Christmas matchup with the New England Patriots next week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. We are going to discuss the Buffalo Bills victory today over the Carolina Panthers. We'll go over our thoughts on the game, our st- uh, the stats of the game, our sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our followers on Twitter. We also have uh, a giveaway to do. We have a Christmas drama, a drama family, family drama, Christmas story to tell uh, if we have time. And, uh, and then we have some cool announcement that we're going to do. Uh, we're going to plan for uh, part our podcast next week. So stay tuned for all of that information. But first, I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And fellas, uh, going into this game, the Bills were on a skid. They lost two games in a row, uh, two devastating losses to the Patriots and the Bucs. Um, all came down to one score. And the Bills needed to beat a uh, a bad Carolina Panthers team, and uh, and they did. And the Bills are are right in the thick of it in the conference. Actually, before I go into specific thoughts on the game, I wanted to talk with John. John's been doing a little bit of research as far as and by 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 little, I'm I'm stressing little. <laughs> he looked at the standings basically, but he can tell us exactly where we stand <laughs> in the conference, uh, which is important because you know there's three games left, and we need to know exactly where we stand. Uh, in the in the race in the conference and and who we might have some tiebreakers over et cetera et cetera. So John John, where do we stand uh, in the AFC um, um, as at this point at the point of our recording? Thanks Nate for that vote of confidence. Um, so you know AFC is nuts right now, right? Thirteen teams have six or more wins. Nine teams are all within a game of each other. Seven or eight wins. Uh, lots of big games next week, obviously because of all that. Bills still hold the seventh seed after this week, uh, same as last week. Obviously, that you know next next week is huge, right? The Bills play the Patriots again, again for the division. They win that game, they hold the tiebreaker over New England uh, for AFC East games record. Uh, so they win that game, they're automatically 
controlling their own destiny from there on out to win the division. And they only played the Falcons and the Jets the last two weeks of the season. That's how big this next week is. They, they win that game. They could, I don't want to say coast, you know, any given Sunday, especially this year, it seems like, um, you know, Jags beating the Bills, Detroit beating Arizona this week, you know, lots of crazy stuff has happened. But, like, they beat the Patriots this week. Real good chance that that's for the division and they end up getting a home playoff game because of it. That's awesome. What, what uh, where do the Patriots stand right now in the AFC? So they're nine and five. So, you, so if you look at the top, you got Kansas City ten and four, Patriots and Titans are both nine and five, and then you have one, two, three, four, five teams at eight and six. Um, yeah, so the Browns are seven and six. They play um, after Sunday, Monday night or Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember which against the Raiders, but uh, a lot of teams right there in the mix. Wow. Wow, this is an exciting time. This is ex- it's funny you say thirteen teams. That's thirteen out of sixteen teams in the AFC still have a chance because, like, literally only three teams don't at this point, which is which is insane. This is how uh, how tough the AFC is at this point. This is yeah yeah any given Sunday, man. And, and, and you know if the Bills control their own destiny going into it, I mean they could potentially have that second seed. They they could potentially if the if the Chiefs lose a couple of games, the Bills win out. Chiefs Chiefs lose. Jeez, they'd have to lose three games, wouldn't they? No, two games. Um, yeah, we, we we have the tiebreaker over them, so they would have to lose. We do have the tiebreaker two, over them too. Yeah, but we don't over the Titans, <laughs> so it can't come down to that. Right, so, unless there's like a three way tie type of thing. I don't, I don't know how that all works. You know. Yeah, we don't have to know how that all works <laughs> um, at this point. Let's wait. Let's wait till it gets to that point, and hopefully, it doesn't. No matter what, though, we probably won't get the first seed. But you never know. We're we're not out of it. At least we're not out. But but that division win is still huge. You, you, that first game would be home. Oh God, yes, you're right. Good point. We want it. hey and hey and hey. The Bills were on uh, on uh, selling some presale uh, tickets for the for the Bills playoff game, which is crazy at the time. We're just like you just lost two straight. Like how are you just? Uh, but they it was smart. It was smart of them to do that apparently because the Bills are right in the thick of it. Now let's start talking about the Carolina Panthers game. Uh, Bills uh, started off really slow in this one. And uh, after the first quarter, though, they picked it back up. Um, they remembered they remembered who they were. They were a seven and six team that was playing against a five and eight team with Cam Newton as their starting quarterback. So that should have told you all all it had to. And to me, to to be honest, like all I was thinking the entire game was like, okay, just get up enough points that you have to make Cam Newton throw. Because if you make Cam Newton, you know, one dimensional and not have to run the ball or them to not rely on a running game, then then the Bills should be fine because Cam Newton is not is not really a good passer. But if you keep him in there, man, like they could they could squeak one out at the last second. And the Bills have been really bad at one score games this season. So uh the Bills pulled it out. Um good defensive effort by the team. Uh Josh Allen pulled it together in the second half or the end of the first end of the first half, and then going into the second half, they stayed strong, especially with missing some uh and I know we're gonna talk about offensive line, but missing um John Feliciano. Was found out this morning. He was put on the COVID list, and then Deion Dawkins uh, last week uh, being on the COVID list too. So a lot of shuffling around, a lot of things happening, and Josh made the most of it. Um, but John, John, I, I went right to you. Um, you know, what? I'll go to Mike next because because I just had you talk a little bit about the standings. Let's go, Mike. Mike, what were your thoughts on the game? Uh, and did you see it kind of the same way I did? Recap for me. What? What did you see? <laughs> what are your thoughts, Nate? 
You're all you guys are all over the place today. Oh my gosh. Do you really want me to? Are we are we doing this? Because yeah, what what are your now. thoughts? I think you just weren't paying attention. I just, Mike, I think you're about to no. I am definitely paying attention. He made it sound like he said something. You you had you went to John with the standings, and then you started talking about Cam Newton. <laughs> no, this is part of the podcast. I'm not this saying is, oh, like good. mark it down and start over. Oh, good. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. The bill, why look, would I to me, the Bills are 0 5 in one score game, one score games, and it's just regression to the mean. Like they're they can absolutely beat New England. That's what it all comes down to is next week for the division in my mind, and they can absolutely take care of business. Like I, it is a strange season with the Bills having the best point differential in the NFL and just barely clinging to the playoffs. But it all changes next week. Yeah, like what I saw from like Allen looked great um we were a little concerned with his running ability coming in a little banged up but he showed like on a couple of those runs i saw the limp leg and i haven't seen somebody with that limp leg since barry sanders <laughs> uh so that was very cool another tool in the toolbox what's the um, limp leg can you can you i don't know if i saw the limp leg yeah when someone grabs onto you and you just like let your leg go limp like a lizard when you're when a cat grabs your tail you just like let your tail get cut off and keep going. <laughs> I didn't. I missed the limp leg one. I you grow a new tail. <laughs> that was a smart play by Josh to go all limp. Yeah. Okay. And then the defensive line with four sacks. That wasn't awesome. I'm very encouraged by that. But unfortunately, I think the weak, the weak point is still the offensive line. It's like Swiss cheese, right? It couldn't be any more porous. But it's a big ask to put Spencer Brown on the opposite side. He's a rookie, clearly made the a couple like the boneheaded taunting play. Of course, obviously we can get into, but mm-hmm. um, they had to take care of business against Carolina, and they did. But it all comes down to next week. It all comes down to next week. Let's hope. Let's hope um, Deion Dawkins is back. He and hopefully he should be. That you know we really need him because, like you said, I mean, and I don't want to, I don't want to criticize Spencer Brown too much because. I mean, he had a bad game. Like, let's be honest. Like, he he did not have a good game at all. He was getting beat by a very good Carolina Panthers D line. Um, Brian Burns, Son Reddick. I mean, they 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 had some really good pass. They're rushers. very good. Yeah, you're you're right. Shouldn't we should give them we their should, due? They're very very good. They're very very good. And and he was playing out of position even. And he's a rookie and all those things. But there were lots of penalties by by Spencer Brown and a lot of costly penalties and a lot of penalties that might have easily been avoided if you know i mean i can't say that he had uh he's had he definitely hasn't had a bad season this was just a bad game and again like we said he's playing left tackle i mean at the last minute he was asked to switch you know his his duties you know you know what is it wednesday or tuesday or wednesday of this past week um it's unfortunate but the guy didn't have a good game and you know we just hope that we can put and not like he's amazing at right tackle but he's much better there i think we can all agree on that um, and then, you know, Darrell Williams having him on right tackle, uh, he didn't look good there. The whole offensive line, like you said, Mike, was just porous at times. And, and this has been an ongoing theme for cheese over a year now, I feel like, and it's not, a, it's not that the bills, uh, it's not that the pass rushers are getting to the bills. It's that the inside pass rushers are getting to the bills. That is what, is what annoys me the most because Josh, if you give this guy, if you give Josh an actual decent offensive line, especially on the interior. I mean, he might even get a chance to freaking step up in the pocket and let those like pass rushers on the outside run around him. Um, but he can't, cause every time he steps up in the pocket, there's just 
a guy ready there to clobber him. So, um, John, I didn't get into your thoughts overall on the game. Um, we a lot to digest there. I mean, what are your thoughts on the game in general? You probably saw the same thing we did from Spencer Brown. Yeah, you guys went over a lot there. Uh, I mean, it, it's a it's a game against a team that you you think that should be an easy win. Granted, we only had a two game lead on the Panthers, so it's not like you know it's Jacksonville, but that's a whole nother thing, I suppose. Can, can you can you guys tell me what happened to the? I missed the very beginning. Like the kicker got injured in like the today warm-up. in warm ups. Yeah, in pregame warm ups, he like he did went they down. Show, did they show that? Yeah, they showed that on the on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, he went down like a sniper shot. They needed to help him off the field and everything. I, mean, so I thought why. that really changed the dynamic and 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 forced the Panthers to go for it a couple of times before it down left points on the on the board. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If not if not for those, I mean, well, I mean, credit to the Bills' defense for actually stopping them when they went for fourth down. But yeah, it changed the dynamic. I mean, John, how do you feel about that? You normally go for it all the time on fourth down, guy. Did you like that? Did that get you? Get you going or what? Well, I mean, when it was fourth and nine in easy makeable <laughs> field goal territory, I probably would have kicked the field goal early in the game, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it definitely changed the game for sure. Like, uh, I think the even the announcers even said like it could have been a one score game going in the fourth quarter otherwise. Um, but I mean, it, it is a game they should have won, and they did win. Um, Panthers have a really good defense. We have a really good defense. Um, you know, we came out on top in spite of the the offensive line issues, um, in spite of Tredavious White not being there, and it looks like a couple of other corners got banged up a little bit in the process. Um, it was good towards the end of the game to see the Bills run the ball with Singletary and like run off like they had the ball with like six six and a half minutes left, and they got it down quite a ways before they had to um, give the ball back to the Panthers, and I, th- I thought that was really good yeah that was nice to see i remember you texted me at that point you're like you're like okay now they just have to pound the rock you know for the next five and a half six minutes or whatever i'm like yeah okay john <laughs> good one because <laughs> that happens all the time and then you know sure enough they actually did a decent job it was that was great to see for sure fa obata had a great game i have to mention him um the former carolina panther i mean i don't know if he got his most snaps of the entire season but i mean he was some some of the most impactful snaps that he's gotten all season. Um, he had two sacks at one point uh, on the same drive, um, on the same set of downs, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, that was just it was it was good to see his great game. And it's funny, so someone was like, "Oh, shouldn't these snaps be be given to um, Gregory Rousseau instead?" I'm like, "Oh, you can't give it to this is Fa Obata's revenge game. Like everyone knows revenge games are." And then he's like, "Yeah, but you know." Technically, half the team. This is this is a revenge game for them too. <laughs> hey, fair enough. AJ Klein gets the interception. Oh, former Carolina Panther AJ Klein. <laughs> okay, could have made a drinking game out of this game. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He gets a he gets a sprung a block from former Carolina Panther. Uh, I can't think of so it's you know, that, yeah. Mario Addison. I mean, like <laughs> Mario Addison. <laughs> F.A. Obata, yeah, and then they, and it's like, uh, you know, former uh, former assistant uh, GM Brandon Bean smiles from the, uh, the the booth up at the top, you know, f- former... Uh, former defensive coordinator uh, Sean McDermott over... 
everyone's every all the former Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's why the Panthers are only five and nine right now, because we stole all their good guys. Let's hope. Let's hope that that's the reason why. So, oh, no, I mean, I think you guys brought up a lot of a lot of great points. It's it, it was good to see it was, a, it was a game that they needed and they and they had. And, and you know, sure, that the kicker definitely changed the way that the game was going to go. But it was good to see that the Bills, you know, still stuck it out. And it wasn't just a bear. I mean, not that it matters. A win is still a win, but they didn't just barely win. Like they barely, they beat convincingly, uh, convincingly beat a team that they should beat. All right, let's go into our stats of the game. Stats of the game. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance. Well, people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Uh, first of all, on the Bills' side of the ball. Uh, Josh Allen, Mike and John, real quick. How many passing yards for Josh Allen today? Who wants to go first? Mike, so he stays awake. Mike, first. John always looks everything up. Yeah, that's true. I purposely try and avoid. I'm on the ESPN box score, and I do not look, Nate. <laughs> I already knew the set before you asked it, so it's it's really not fair. Oh, well, when were you going to say something? Wait, we were waiting for now. Mike to just now. He wasn't. He wasn't until <laughs> you get called out. Josh Allen, nineteen for thirty-four today, two hundred and ten yards, uh, three touchdowns, and one interception. And he did have that fumble earlier that luckily Spencer Brown did pick up. Speaking of Spencer Brown, he grabbed that fumble early on in the game. Uh, I believe it was one of the first drives for Josh Allen, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, big save there. Uh, again, just free rushers everywhere for Josh. Diggs De- and Davis both scored on Gilmore. That was nice. Absolutely. Great. Stephon Gilmore. Wallace Shamer, Stephon Gilmore. We'll see. We'll see. Hard to tell. Hard to tell. <laughs> Is Gabriel Davis now officially Gabe Davis? Did we say Gabe Davis or Gabriel Davis? I don't know. John, what do you say? I feel like if it you- used to be Gabriel, and now it's Gabe. I feel like it's Gabe. I I interchangeably use Gabe and Gabriel. I I text Fair point, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> hey, remember Mike when at the beginning of the season we were just like we should have the Johns with an H and the Johns without an H fight each other, like the top ten. You know what's funny is like the Johns like with the H's would be oh. Would just annihilate the ones without the H, like our buddy John here. <laughs> I was thinking that. You know what? I'm going to compile a list, and you guys compile your list, and we'll see. Okay. Well, you got to probably. I mean, I was. The whole point of me bringing this up was the fact that like John Gruden's not doing well on your list anymore, so that doesn't help. He <laughs> At would, least career wise, he, would, he wouldn't be on my list anyway. Oh, he wouldn't. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, I forget where we were going. But anyway, yeah, Devin Singletary, <laughs> leading leading rusher. Oh, yeah, Gabe Davis. I only like saying Gabriel in our group text because whenever I say Gabe, my iPhone always likes to autocorrect to Gabe. Like, is it is it it's like he gave me something? I'm just like, ah. Like, he the one you, time I don't want to. He gave you hope for the playoffs, man. <laughs> yeah. he's He gave, yeah. He gave me something to talk about on this podcast for a minute. Absolutely. Gabe. Devin Singletary leading rusher, 22 carries for 86 yards, 
one touchdown. I thought Devin Singletary was on fire today. I thought he had a great game. I thought he looked that touchdown that he had. It was a 16 yard touchdown. I was like, what is this? Like there was a hole. He hit it. He ran. And I mean, he, he got in the end zone. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable to see a rushing touchdown, not by Josh Allen. Yeah. And speaking of which in the red zone in general, much better today, much better today. Were they three for three? They were four for four rather. They look good either way. I mean, it, they did have a field goal, but yeah. Um, Josh Allen, next leading rusher. Speaking of Josh Allen, three rushes for 24 yards. You know what Josh Allen must have been thinking? When he's handing the ball off and Devin Singletary ran for 16 yards for a touchdown, he must have been like, holy crap. Like, is this what some quarterbacks have? Like, all they have to do is just sit there and, like, hand it off and, like, guys score just, like, randomly? Like, what What am I, Dak Prescott? <laughs> you know, like, it just guys, you, you just have that ability sometimes. He was probably already thinking, all right, so what? Do I, how, how far do I have to run around the field on the next play just to <laughs> <laughs> extend the play? And then... Yeah, to be the, the majority of the offense, right? Yeah, I, I do have to be the leading passer and rusher again this week. So speaking of Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis, uh, leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills, seven receptions, or I'm sorry, five receptions on seven targets, 85 yards, Two of those five receptions were for touchdowns today. Next leading receiver was Dawson Knox. Uh, four receptions on five targets for 38 yards. Uh, Cole Beasley, four receptions on eight targets for 35 yards. And then Stephon Diggs, uh, four receptions on seven targets for 35 yards and a touchdown. What a beautiful touchdown that was by Stephon Diggs um, in the, what is it, the first or second quarter. Uh, and then we have some more stats for you. Taron Johnson had his third sack of the season today. Devin Singletary had his third rushing touchdown of the season. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs had the uh, had uh, had their duo's eight eighth touchdown this season. Diggs has now caught eighty passes in consecutive seasons, joining Eric Molds in 0405 as the only Bills receivers with eighty plus receptions in back to back seasons. Stephon Diggs is now over 1,000 yards for the season. Stephon Diggs joins Stevie Johnson as the only Bill, as the only Bills to record over 1,000 receiving yards in consecutive seasons. Wow, that's good company. Davis has, Gabriel Davis has uh, five touchdowns this season. F.A. Obata records uh, two sacks. He had two sacks in three plays against the Panthers. His two sacks are a new career high. So good for him. Good for him for Obata. All right. That was stats of the game. Brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. We are going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to do our giveaways, our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers, and our Sweet Sassy Molassie Plays the Game, and much more. And and uh, maybe my Christmas story, where we uh, had to excommunicate a, a family member of mine. So stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And let's start off with our sweet, sassy molassy. No, you know what? We'll do We'll do our giveaways, okay? All right, let's do our giveaways. You know what we I have... think is funny? What people, what's, what's weird? <laughs> what I, what's weird. something I did? Like, oh, just, just give us a minute. We'll be right back. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a sip of water. Uh, maybe we'll talk about where we're going next, but it's always like, hey, uh, we'll be right back. Hey, we're back. <laughs> it's like, holy <laughs> cow. Do you ever feel like that, John? Yeah, I was just going to get up and get some snacks or something, and then all of a sudden we're back like within a millisecond. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what do you guys want to talk about next? Nope, we're just plowing right don't, through. Don't, don't, even ahead, have time. don't even have time to ask you how you guys are doing. Are you guys good? Do you need anything else? Nope. Okay, all right, we're going to keep going, right? Okay, good. All right, good. Just like, nope, this is it. <laughs> yeah. I know you guys are on point. You guys don't need that break. You guys don't need that time to collect yourself mentally. Um, you're just always on, just like that. Just always on. That's what I appreciate about you guys. All right, let's do our giveaways. We have uh, several giveaways. I, ha- I have a list of things. I'm just going to I'm gonna call your name, and if you want, just email me or text me or whatever back and uh and i'll let you know what those uh six items are so or five items i think we have five items so we're gonna start start off and real quick if you're wondering how you can do a giveaway just leave us a five-star review on amazon or i'm sorry not on amazon on itunes <laughs> uh mention ctw pod or wait you have a second thing <laughs> <laughs> you don't know i have a second gig going on amazon <laughs> i upload the same exact podcast on amazon and uh, double the amount. You just don't know about it. <laughs> it's like insurance fraud for your fellow podcast hosts. Um, uh, so yeah, so just leave us a five-star review on Amazon or uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Whatever you can do. Just mention CTW Potter, Circling the Wagons or somewhere in there. Uh, I'll go over these winners real quick. First winner, Cheesy314. That's Cheesy314. Second winner, Go Bills UK. That's Go Bills UK. Third winner, Leah and a bunch of ones after her name. Leah and a bunch of ones. Fourth name, RPC98. That's RPC98. Fifth winner is J.Rinkin14. J.Rinkin or Rincon14. Those are the winners of our podcast. We are giving away, we have some mini helmets, autographed mini helmets, some jerseys. We have some, I think they're Andre Reed, Tremaine Edmonds, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. I can't remember them all, but... Uh, Shoot me a message. Email me ctwpod at gmail.com. Let me know that you uh, that you heard the podcast, and uh, I'll let you know what uh, what you have available, what you have to choose from. So, sweet sassy molassy plays of the game, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Sweet sassy molassy, get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. Let's go right into it. Sweet sassy molassy plays of the game. I'm going to go first. <clears throat> I don't know, man. Like. There were there were some really good plays uh, today, and a lot of them are hard to choose. But I I mentioned this play earlier. 
big fan of of this, maybe just because we don't see it that often, but I'm going to go with that Devin Singletary 16-yard touchdown run. Um, it was just, it was such a cool play. Uh, like I said, just you just don't see it. You just don't see it that often. And it's good to know that we do have that. I think a lot of people were down on Devin Singletary's points this season. And I think, at least in my opinion, like he still got, he still should have firm grip on the, uh, on the starting position. I'm sure, you know, mix in some Matt Breida, mix in some Zach Moss. Sure, that's fine. Um, I just think he needs to be the number one guy. And uh, I think he proved it today. I think he had a great gay, great day uh, game and it, and it followed into the week before that. So uh, John, John, what about you? What was your sweet sassy Lassie play of the game in, uh, in the victory? Yeah, there are definitely a bunch to choose from for sure. Um, I, I like, I really enjoyed the Gabriel Davis 20 yard touchdown pass. The offensive line gave Allen tons of time to find him in the back of the end zone. I, I just thought it was a great play all around. Yeah, that's I agree one. with John. That's the one that put him up 24-8, and, and at that point you could breathe a little easier and actually enjoy the game because it felt like, uh, to me, it was out of reach at that point. Yeah, yeah, those are those are, those are are really good. That's a really good touchdown right there that you mentioned. Um, I like the first one better than the second one, and that was the one you guys mentioned. Um, what do you guys think about this one? We didn't mention this earlier, um, but when Allen called – I had this not as an honorable mention, but when Allen called out 12 men on the field for the referees, you know, basically doing the ref's job for them um, to get a free play and they had to go back and then see that, you know, the refs went back and they, they, they looked to they review the play and Allen got that uh, 12 men on the field. I thought that was a heads up play by Allen. Um, it was cool to see. I was wondering, he's normally never that quick to the line. Like, come on, let's go. It was cool to see. It worked out. Um, he got a free play out of it. Uh, John, what'd you think? Yeah, for sure. I, I didn't know what was going on at first. Like when he, like after the play was over, he's like, you know, talking to the ref, yelling at him, pointing and stuff. I'm like, I, I had no idea what he was talking about. And then all of a sudden they're reviewing the play. I'm like, what could they possibly review? Like, was it? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I saw him like, oh, geez, of course. <laughs> that's was, that was great. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. great and heads up, but I th- I think the real the, the people that excel at it actually make the other team pay. Like it doesn't seem like the Bills translate that into long touchdowns. Like say Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they they're the ones that can put on the clinic and actually see the results. So like it's it's a fun little like gotcha, but it does not translate. Yeah, that's a really good point, Mike. You're right. I mean, it's one thing just to get the just to get the five yards or whatever. But it's another thing altogether to like actually get the touchdown or draw like a pass interference and get an even longer penalty out of it. It's like, yeah, it seems like with Allen, like he throws it into the ground or in the dirt or whatever, and nothing ever seems to come of it. It's not even close. Like, dude, throw throw a like really that should be a post pass. pattern to the end zone, right? Come yeah. on, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you can't check out of that, but like, find you you know your route tree, or you know who. who what receiver has which of the deepest route, like throw to that guy, like no matter what, make sure a, make sure you don't take a hit and then B throw it up to that guy. Right. That's a good point. And, and like, there were a couple of times earlier this year, one in particular where they drew them off sides and it wasn't called. And so it was a free play and instead of Allen executing a, a free play, which it wasn't cause they didn't call it instead during the play, he's pointing and talking to the refs. <laughs> about what they missed or like, oh, look, he's offsides instead of just 
running the play, and, and it was a wasted play because of that. Yeah, they still didn't call it, and you didn't, you had nothing yeah to come of it because yeah, yeah, it's like focus on it's like yeah, he gets a little bit too into that play into into that game and not really reaping the. You're right, he can definitely optimize on that. It's almost like sliding way too early when you like had another ten yards you could go. It's like no, no. Like sliding is good to not get hit, yes, but you should still optimize the play and get as far as you can before you have to slide. Yeah, yeah, great point. Great point, guys. Those were Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Um, Gettysburg of the game. Four score and seven years ago. Guys, do we have a Gettysburg of this one? Um <sighs> I mean, they, they started off 7 nothing and they never looked back, so I guess I can't. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I got one. I got one. I got one. It was uh, the first series where Allen fumbled the ball and Spencer Brown picked up the loose fumble, and the Bills got the ball back even though it was a three and out. They didn't lose the ball deep in their territory, and there. there there's my, it's my Gettysburg of the game. That's all it was. They just didn't let the Carolina get the ball, score, and then just let them uh, dictate the game by running the ball which if it came down to it, I don't know if the Bills could have stopped the run today altogether between Cam Newton and Chubba Hubbard. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you, you could make a case for the Panthers' fourth and one where they tried to force a screen pass to Robbie Anderson instead of just running it with Cam Newton. So they, they botched that, and I think the, the Bills went and got seven on that possessions and then never looked back. So I think maybe that, if I had to pick one. Well, it was almost a, a – yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. It was almost the uh, the win where, where Allen did throw the pick, and that ended up being a Panthers touchdown the other way on that ensuing drive. Like that could have gone, you know, sideways for the Buffalo Bills right then. Um, I what what about what about this? Let me know what you guys think about this. What about the Panthers kicker pulling up lame before the game even started? Like that might be a good Gettysburg. It wasn't a play, but it was a, a part of the game. That's definitely something that that swung not necessarily swung the tide, but. Uh, it definitely didn't help the Panthers. So it was definitely uh, an effect there for sure. Yeah. So Gettysburg of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. So thank you guys for humoring me there on that one. Now let's go into our wall of famers and wall of shamers. Wall of famers and wall of shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Um, let's start off with the wall of fame. Wall. I think we're going to go three for three on this, but I'll, I'll just throw it out there. Gabriel Davis, Wall of Fame. Any any disagreements there? No. I, I kind of like Devin Singletary. D- despite all the offensive line issues, he, he, he rumbled on for 86 yards. He had another 10 yards in the passing game. Uh, he helped close out the game pretty much at the, towards the end there. Um, and he had that, that touchdown run in the red zone that was really good. I'll, I'll go with Devin. Okay. All right. All right. So two out of three for Gabe, Gabe or Gabriel, Gabby, whatever you want to call him. Um, and then one for Devin. Nice. One for Singletary. Okay. Wall of shame in today's win. Shame. 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 I'll ask if this is going to be unanimous too. Is it Spencer Brown? All three of us? Yeah. Uh- yeah, and the O-line in general, really. Just kind of like a recurring theme, right? Maybe the O-line should yeah, just agreed. win. 
at the end of the season, because we're, we're supposed to have on the winner from the CBS Sports uh, Pick'em League that we're doing for rumblings, and if the winner comes on and I want to do like a wall of fame and wall of shame for the entire season, I feel like wall of shame will almost definitely go to the offensive line at some point. Like, I mean, like John, you, like you said, you didn't even bring it up this week. Cause it was like, or maybe you didn't bring it up because Spencer Brown was like, you know, part of that entire issue, you know, and, and someone brought up a really good point on Twitter. They're like, you know, as, as bad as Spencer Brown's playing, yeah, he's playing out of position. Like the bills offensive line shouldn't be that bad that whether they're relying on a rookie to, to, to play a third round rookie to play, you know, because they're that bad. I'm like, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. It's not, it's not necessarily his fault. Um, you know, we like Spencer Brown, obviously. So, uh, but he just had a bad game. Lots of penalties, uh, lots of, lots of things to go around. Um, that, what did you guys think about that penalty? We'll talk about that one real quick. Um, where Devin Singletary had a great run. And then, um, as, uh, he, he kind of like blocked someone downhill, like as the play was ending, it wasn't a dirty block or anything. And, uh, as he was coming down, he was getting up. He might've been pushing off the guy as he was getting up. I can't really tell. I don't really remember. I think it was, uh, it was a defensive end for the, for the Panthers. And then the Panthers guy like shoved him and he like, people were saying that he hit him in the neck or something like pushed him. Like, I think he was just trying to get him off him. Um, and then Spencer Brown kind of like hung over his head and I just kind of like, you know, talked a little trash to that defensive end. And, uh, that's where the flag came out. So even though the bills got the first down, it basically negated the run, knocked him back 15 more yards. What'd you guys think of that play? Yeah, there's a couple of things there. I mean, obviously it's dumb for him to, to get that penalty, right? He shouldn't have done it. I think it's a dumb rule that like you can like go ahead and try to kill somebody by tackling them or blocking them and then you can't say something after the play. But and I and I even like and even beyond that, like it looked like the Panthers guy was saying something to him and he was saying something back, and that's what got him to talk things. Still Per the rule, he shouldn't have done it, and it was dumb. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like all those things going on at the same time in a split second, like whatever. I mean, I'm more concerned about the other couple penalties he had earlier in the game than that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. My John, I think you broke it down perfectly. I think that that was it went both ways, and he just got caught for it. Like you said, it's weird. Like you can try to end someone's career with every hit, and like you can talk trash like to the crowd and be like, "You like that." But as soon as you like direct your helmet to his helmet, it's like, no flag. Like you can't, like you want these. I I just don't get it. It's not like you're like in the guy's, I mean, it's not like you're touching even face masks. Like he wasn't even that close to him. I mean, he was close. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't like, they weren't pushing each other back and forth. And that came out. It's almost like sometimes that would be even more appropriate or less, you know, penalized than what he did. And I, it was dumb, but at the same time, I mean, the it's just another dumb rule by the NFL. And yeah, he shouldn't have done it. Like you said, I'm more interested in the other penalties, the other five or six or whatever he had against him. Um, the entire offensive line had a lot of penalties. I shouldn't just single out him, but he had the most. <laughs> so that is why I'm singling out him, singling him out. So wall of shame. All three of us unanimously go to Spencer Brown. I went, like you said, Jed, I would give it to the... Uh, offensive line in general normally, but then just one, one of the offensive linemen stood out. So it was very easy. Um, so here's the other announcement we were going to do is that um, our friends over at the Casey Bills backer pod over there, uh, they held a, uh, a cool uh, Twitter spaces 
there where I jumped on and I'm like, you know what? This is cool. They're doing a great job. Um, I would like to do this for a segment of the podcast next week. So next week we're going to do, uh, we're going to do a trial run for this because if it's, if it works out and the technology works out and all that stuff, uh, then we're, maybe we'll make it a weekly segment. I don't know. Even going into the end of the season, into the playoffs, whatever. But next week we're going to do wall of famers and wall of shamers on Twitter spaces, which means it's going to be like, for those of you that don't know Twitter spaces, it's kind of like an audio only broadcast where basically, you know, obviously us at CTW pod will be the host. And then if you want to, uh, contribute in wall of famers and wall of shamers and actually read yours out loud instead of tweeting them to us. You can do that next week. And I'm sure with the bills Pats game, like there's going to be a lot to talk about. Like we could literally do an entire episode of wall of famers and wall of shamers next week. So stick around, check that out next week. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at CTW pod, like at circling the wagons pod. And we record around like nine o'clock PM Eastern standard time. So we'll probably do the wall of fame and wall of shame segment around nine 30, 10 o'clock that time frame. So I'm just going to give you a rough time frame Cause it definitely won't be like at nine o'clock be here. Like just be on the lookout for us, either turn our tweets on for all alerts or whatever. But, um, I will give, uh, I will give priority to people that I know that are followers of the podcast, people who tweet in week in and week out. So a lot of these names that I'll mention right now, like when, as I'm reading them, like you'll have first crack at it if you want to. What happens is you just say, request the mic. And then you go into a queue of mine and then I'll say, oh, hey, you know, uh, Private Joker 2003 is in. Private Joker, go on. You know, and then we'll actually, you'll be live on the podcast in the Twitter space and you'll be on the podcast for the first time, which we've never, we've never had an actual listener on the podcast. So this will be fun. Um, it's a great way to interact with all you guys and really hoping that you guys can be a part of it. So stay tuned for that next week. Padding. So ever, after every game, I say who or what is on your wall of fame and wall of shame in today's winner loss. And Sal Fresco is in, he writes Gabe Davis wall of fame. Dude is a stud Spencer Brown wall of shame. Still like him, but he had a rough outing today. Wall of Shame honorable mention, Tommy Sweeney. Dude can't catch or block. He's terrible. <laughs> uh, he did have that one drop. I thought that was Dawson Knox for a moment. I was like having like PTSD. I did too. <laughs> me, me and my wife were like, oh, they, oh Knox dropped it. <laughs> like, oh, no, it's Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready to text me too. I know you were. You are going to be like, oh, yeah, the best tight end of our generation, huh? It's like backspace, yeah, okay. backspace, backspace. <laughs> I saw the three dots and I'm like, huh, normally John would say something now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, Tommy Sweeney. I mean, what do you expect? I mean, the guy is like a seventh round pick from like three seasons ago. Like either he's going to turn into something after this time or he's just not. And the Bills have done nothing whatsoever to uh, add more tight ends or to draft any. So yeah, he, he's definitely, he definitely not that good. <laughs> he's not as good as I'd hoped. Uh, but I mean, what can you blame him for? Right. Rob Zach is in, he says hall wall of fame, uh, Gabriel Davis showing he deserves to be the wide receiver two in this offense. Singletary easily his best game of the season, possibly as a bill. That's a good call. Honorable mention to Obata for those two big sacks. Absolutely. Rob Zach just hit everything that we mentioned on dude, Rob, 
make sure you're in next week. We won't even do our own wall of famers and wall of shamers. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll start off with like doing our own. So you guys will hear us. And then while you guys are in the queue or listening or, you know, logging on, it'll give you enough time for you guys to get in on yours. Um, but still tweet them in because uh, I'm going to do the spaces before I actually read any tweets. So uh, honorable mention to Abada. I love that he mentioned that too, by the way. Wall of shame, Brown. He's shown some great potential, but too many flags. His rookiness, he says in quotes, is showing. <laughs> Run defense. He also puts on the wall of shame. Private Joker 2003. Speaking of Private Joker 2003. Wall of shame, Spencer Brown. <laughs> Spencer Browner. <laughs> well, man, I hope, I hope you read something like this next week, Private Joker 2003. Wall of shame, Spencer Browner than the turd I'm dropping right now. Wow. That is that is a hot steaming take right there. Wall of Fame don't usually nominate multiple people, but I'll go with Gabe Davis, who should clearly be the wide receiver two from here on out. And FA Obata, Mike, you still with us? Yes. Okay. Good. Everyone, just I just I have to give Wall of Fame honorable mention to Mike. Man, he's 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 crushing it now. Had a, had a really really long weekend, and he's made he made the time for the to watch the game and. Uh, and uh, be a part of this podcast. I wouldn't sure miss it, Nate. Wouldn't miss it. Okay, good. Well, then you definitely can't miss next week, so make sure there's no excuses for that either. Um, <laughs> Edgar Donnybrook writes, why do I always have to go? What? Why can't I just be like, okay, good. I have to always have to go the other direction. Well, you better not screw up. Better not miss any more podcasts. <clears throat> Edgar Donnybrook writes, Wall of Fame, FA Revenge Game, Gabe Toch, Toe Drag Davis, Fourth down defense. That's a good call there. Wall of sh- wall of shame. He says, obviously Brown. He's a decent right tackle, but if he has to play left tackle again this year, we're going to have to say some extra prayers. <laughs> Bonus shame or fame, I guess. Matt Rule for being a crybaby. Thank you, thank you, Edgar Donnybrook. Now this is uh, a play that we did not mention earlier, and this was uh, when uh, Josh Allen was like hit as he was going out of bounds. It was kind of iffy. Um, I could see it going both ways, but since like Allen was running and still standing up and the hit kind of knocked him down and slid him into the bench, like they called the flag, the 15 yard penalty on, on Josh Allen, which I get, I think we got one in our way. I just mentioned last week, how the bills never get a call in their direction. That one was one, right? Um, but then as they were getting off the field, uh, Matt rule, the coach for the Carolina Panthers, was bumped by one of the players getting out, you know, one of the Bills players is they were leaving the the Panthers bench. He was like, oh, come on. Like, how was it? How wasn't that a penalty? Like, just like on, could not be consoled at how this was not a penalty. And, and I think it was, I think that was iffy too, but I think it was more like, if you're not going to make way for the players as they're trying to leave your sidelines, like they're just going to go through you. Like you're not, you're not doing yourself any favors by like, you know, just staying where you're standing and not doing anything. You know what I mean? So the refs were on one side, Matt rules on the other side, obviously they're not going to bump the refs. So Matt rule got bumped. Um, but John, you saw that play. Uh, what did you think about that? Did you think Matt rule had any reason to be upset or cry baby? I don't know. I don't know if a flag really needed to be thrown at all. And I was actually surprised the bills didn't get called 
for once I saw the flag, just because you know, as a Bills fan, it's like, oh, there's a flag, it's against the Bills. <laughs> um, what, what would they have called it on, John? Like, oh, Josh Allen for running into the defender. <laughs> well, I, it looks bugs. like it was hard to see, but like it looked like they kind of like kind of gave a mint like a shove or a push or something, barely, and then like we yeah. did it back. So I think they did it at first, but like, I mean, all in all, I think it was kind of. Ticky tack, I guess, but hey, we got one. Yeah. <laughs> we got one. <laughs> Finally won this season. All right, I'll take one. <laughs> take one this season. Yeah, I think that was it was an iffy call. I, I can see them not calling it. I think we got one there. That's fine. Um, I don't think that uh it was it's funny, you know, when you see Sean McDermott, and this is just like my, you know, fifty thousand foot view of different coaches. And maybe it tells a lot more about the coach or the person. But like when you see Sean McDermott get fired up about something, like he doesn't get fired up a lot. Like his anger is just seething. Like think the Bills Pats game, right? Like he's just angry and he's just he just inconsolable. And he's not like when Matt Rule got pushed, he wasn't angry at the refs for it. Like he was like, Oh, come on, like, can you believe this? Like, what's going on? It's like that's like me. Like, that's like a fan. Like, you're not like, that's not a leader of men. You know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds stupid uh, in a way because it's like, that's like, is, could he be an amazing coach? Yes, of course. Uh, He could be great X's and O's and the guys could in the locker room could love him, but maybe that's just a sneak peek into the guy. He really is, you know, off the field as well. And uh, you know, because you never really know these guys, especially like urban Meyer, right? Like, I mean, that just shows that like, we have no idea what these guys are like off the field. Um, and and then to me, I, I saw that I saw that whininess and that crybaby sort of, you know, attitude. And I don't think Sean McDermott would have done that, or he would have had the wherewithal to just move aside. I guess. But either way, I'm glad Edgar Donnybrook brought that up. Thank you, Edgar. Brett Smart is in. He says Gabe Davis, Wall of Fame. Stats aren't everything, but he he always seems open and consistently makes big plays when targeted. Is he ready to be a legit number two? Um, I th- I thought he was ready to be before the season, before they, before the off season, when they uh, signed uh, Emmanuel Sanders, in my opinion, um, I thought he was ready to take that next step. And uh, I think the bills just wanted to give Gabriel Davis some, some time to cook some room to, to get ready and simmer and everything like that. And, and I think he's there. I mean, he's just, he's so clutch. He's so clutch for the most part. And I think that today was another example of that. Yeah, even in the playoffs last year against that uh, in, in the Colts game, all those uh, you know, those the, the two feet and bounce plays at, at the end of the game there, like a couple of those in a row, like he's a gamer. Yeah, we don't win that game without Gabriel Davis. We don't win the first game with in twenty five years. Is that what it was? Twenty five years without Gabriel Davis, first playoff game. Karen is in. She writes Wall of Fame QB one. Now, now we didn't do our fire emoji rating for. For Josh Allen today, I'm going to give him four today. I'm going to give him four. Uh, I thought he had a really good game. I mean, the interception was bad, but uh, he also didn't have to do it all himself either, unlike last week uh, where I wanted to give him five. Uh, I'm going to give him four. Great game by Josh. I mean, of course, but uh, just missing a little bit and the slow start is what got me. John, what did you think? What's your fire emoji rating for for, uh, Josh before I tell you Karen's? Four. Four, same reasoning. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't do partials, right? So it's four, it's either four or five. So I'm, I'm yeah. giving it a four. Yeah, Mike, what about you? Fire emoji rating for Josh? 
for i mean week after week he is the offense of course everything goes through him had some amazing throws but had the pick had the fumble that he was fortunate uh that was recovered by the bills um but then he was playing hurt too so yeah i think four is uh four is reasonable yeah a good call there so so karen gives the qb1 five fire emojis doing what he could with little protection from the O-line. I feel like maybe... <laughs> does she to know think it's of out like, of five? <laughs> I think I think she does. I think she does, but she's, she reasons. She says the little protection from the offensive line. I feel like we kind of take that for granted. That's our baseline. It's like, oh, yeah, he just doesn't have an offensive line. Like So mm. he automatically starts... Like, really, that should give him, like, what? At least a... He should never be below, like, two fire emojis based on that. <laughs> like, two or three. Like, that should be his floor. Because well, he has to it's like what you're. What are you anchoring to? Like the average quarterback in the NFL, then he might be five most weeks. But if you're going comparing to his baseline, uh, it wasn't uh, a, a five fire game like we've seen from him in the past. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever given him below three this this season. I think he's been yeah yeah. Based on that, we have to rethink this this rating if if we're going to do a baseline for him. Because shouldn't he have some below average games too? <laughs> We're always like four, three, four, five. So, and for me, I'm like four and a half, three and a half. John doesn't do that. So, um, it's just something to consider, something to think about. Hey, if you're on if you're on Twitter Spaces next week, and we go to you for Wall of Famer, Wall of Shamer, and you have some good stuff, man, we'll keep going with you. Hey, you want to give us your Gettysburg? You got to get you got Swiss Ask Molasses for the game. What, what else do you want to give us, Karen? You know, we'll, we'll keep going. So, uh, also says uh, D line Wall of Fame. Davis, Singletary, Knox, Diggs, the color rush jerseys. Wow. I do like red. I do like the red color rush jerseys. Guys, thumbs up, thumbs down real quick. You know, I, I, I'm largely indifferent to not really caring for the, the, the red jerseys. I know everybody likes them, but I prefer the blue or the white. I don't know. Oh, really? John and I are traditionalists. (laughs) I like the red ones. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the red ones. Um, I don't. Do I want to see it every week? No. Do I like that it's uh, switches switches up every once in a while? Of course. Wall of shame. She says Brown Spencer Brown. She means and she gives five turd emojis. <laughs> um, not putting Isaiah. Mc- Should we pick one player out each season and to give them a a turd emoji rating? Like every season, like oh, like how about like Zay Jones that one year? Like what do we give Zay Jones? How many turds on the turd? Maybe next. We'll see. I, I, it's it's so funny though because like I. I end up liking some of these players, even though they'd have a bad season like Dawson Knox, right? We always like Dawson Knox. I, did, I, Okay, all right. I just talked myself out of it. We can't do that unless we really don't like the guy. Well, it's, it's harder when they're good, right? Like the Bills are a pretty good team now. Like over the drought, you could name a ton of players, right? Like even like just on the offensive line around, alone, right? Langston Walker, Derek Dockery, Melvin Fowler. Like all these guys, <laughs> like tight end Robert Royal. <laughs> Come on. Oh man, don't you wish? Don't you wish that like we had the podcast back then? Because no, we could have come no, up with so no, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You know what? You're right. I wish we. I'm so glad we we started the podcast as soon as the drought ended. I'm so glad that we didn't go through that. But like, it would have been fun to come up with like like nicknames for like that offensive line that was absolute garbage. You know, like, uh, what, what, how many turd emojis do we give this offensive line that we've called, uh, you know, the wet garbage men or whatever? Like, you know, it's just, 
we give them four four turd emojis because of yeah. course emojis they, they, they get that third and two so four turd emojis you know instead of five <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh original hatred is in oh wait 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 sorry karen's not done not putting mckenzie back in the lineup sooner is on her wall of shame because he had good runs today another crazy inconsistent game um i don't miss mckenzie I'll be a hundred percent honest. I did not miss it. He had a couple of runs. Sure. I did not miss him whatsoever. I'm okay with him not being a part of the offense or the return side. Um, I'm fine. If he is, I just, it doesn't, it just doesn't, you know, it's not part of my radar. I don't mind it. And maybe that speaks more to like how I really feel about McKenzie general. If he's not on the field more, uh, and that doesn't bother me. Maybe I don't think he's, he's enough part of, he's a big enough part of it, of the team in general. Original Hatriot is in. He says, Wall of Fame, Gabriel Davis. Davis, way to step up. First of hopefully many two-touchdown games. Also, Obata, way to show up your former team. Wall of Shame, Spencer Brown, seemed outmatched all game, every snap, plus stupid taunting penalty. After you already had a crappy game. <laughs> this is a good one. Bill Lasso is in. Wall of Fame, Gabe Davis. We must have been keeping him a secret because there's no excuse for not playing him fan beers <laughs> he puts on the wall of fan beers no better celebration prop i hope the fans got those replaced <laughs> that was a good call I, that was one thing that the uh uh i don't know if you guys saw this stefan Diggs's first touchdown or his only touchdown rather in the beginning of the game uh he he went into the stands and then uh spencer brown i believe opened up the beers and just like Pretended to take a chug. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. He, he'll probably get fined for that. But it was a, it was an awesome celebration. So so uh, good call there. See, you can't you can't completely not like Spencer Brown's game altogether. He recovered that fumble and he had that awesome you know celebration chug. So the only thing missing was jumping through a table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wall of shame. It'd be funny if he had butted that fan too. Like woo. Uh, Wall of shame. O line still struggling struggling all right get through a few more of these real quick let's see haven't gotten to michael taylor in a while michael taylor wall of fame i think singletary has put forth the best case of all the running backs to be on the team next year he just looks like he's putting it all out there Allen, as usual wall of shame spencer brown put putrid was putrid and matt hawk is a huge downgrade from last season yeah that's saying that's saying a lot considering that we weren't high on Corey Bohorquez. Big R is in. He says, Wall of Fame. F.A. Obata with two sacks and the D as a whole. Gabe Davis with two big touchdowns. Motor, Allen, and our field goal defense. The offensive line was in shambles due to COVID and injuries, but we did enough to get the W. Wall of Shame, Spencer Brown. Uh, we need Dion back. <laughs> so we, Gettysburg, Gettysburg. All right, Big R. He says, Phantom sideline penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, refs. That's a good one. That is a good one. That led to a touchdown. Phantom sideline. Yeah, it probably it probably wasn't a penalty. I don't remember him that happening and me being like, oh my God, this gotta be they got called this one. Um, so we finally get one. So this is interesting, you guys. This is from Off Buffalonian. It says Wall of Fame, the fans, or Wall of Shame, rather, the fans. It says, Where was Bill's Mafia today? And he's and he sends he, I think I think it's a he sends a, a picture that says uh, hundreds of empty seats, upper deck tickets were selling for $10. And he shows a, a, a picture, 
when the Bills were only up 24-14. And there's a lot of open seats, i got to be honest. A lot of open seats for today's game. Um, I can see the some of the fans being put on the wall of shame. I mean, it is a December game. It is kind of close to Christmas. Uh, the Bills had just taken two losses. I mean, I didn't go to the game, so I can't really, like, <laughs> say the fans are the reason why, you know, but uh, maybe a point to that. Maybe having a point to that. All right, last one. <clears throat> JT Lang writes, Wall of Fame Gabe Davis needs to start every game. Wall of Shame to the ref who let Diggs Bogart his beer so easily for his touch. Or Wall of Fame, who le- whoever, I'm sorry, he didn't say the ref. He said, who let Diggs Bogart his beer so easily for his touchdown, Sully? It's your beer. Defend it. <laughs> he says he meant the fan. Shame to the fan. He corrected himself. That's funny. The fan. Dude, are you going to defend if 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 Stefan Diggs is taking your beer out of your hand, are you really going to defend and be like, no, nah, bro, no, no, it's mine. <laughs> like you are letting him have that beer. Like that beer is his. Like I will pay for a brand new beer. Like I know someone mentioned, uh, I hope the Bill Lasso said, I hope that those fans got their, their, their beer back for free. And it's like, you know, if that was me, I'd be like, you know what? To be part of that, to be part of that experience, once in a lifetime experience of a player gripping the beer out of your hand and do a touchdown celebration of it. And it being on national television. Um, I'm okay with it. In my opinion, I'll pay for the next beer. What do you think? Even if it's like $12 a beer or whatever ridiculous, ridiculousness it is right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with having that story. <laughs> Dude, I'm cool with Stefan Diggs, like shaking up the beer right in front of my face, opening it and spraying me with it. Like whatever is the most disrespectful thing you could think someone would do. Like I'm cool with like Stefan Diggs did that to me. Like I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean like 30 years from now, you'll be telling your, you know, your, your kids and grandkids, you know, like, ah, you know, I, Stefan Diggs shook up a beer and he, and he got it all over me and him and Spencer Brown. They'd be like, yeah, sure. Sure. Sure, sure, props. <laughs> sure, old man. <laughs> I'd be like, no, really, because then he smashed it on my head after, and I have the scar to prove it. <laughs> that was everything. Okay, gotcha. Thanks. Thank you to everyone for being part of the Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Um, uh, remember to be. Wait, John, you think you're going to be alive in 30 years? <laughs> I have no idea. Thanks for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering what Mike you don't think he'll be around in 30 years <laughs> is there a reason you do <laughs> John lives hard and fast <laughs> uh, uh, you can't see video but uh, John just had a big drink so John I hope you're here I hope you're here with us doing this in 30 years man is podcast be a thing in 30 years no, no, it's definitely, it won't be a thing in like two years. So we got to do this as much as we can it's, while we can. Everything's going to be virtual reality, man. True. Will we be doing a podcast in the metaverse? Everyone will have one, right? <laughs> definitely everybody in Buffalo. <laughs> virtual reality is like two years. Like technological singularity is like 30 years. That's when the computers take over and we're all dead. Growth is just <laughs> the robot become so smart it's irreversible and that's it do you think that's how the simulation ends mike (laughs) (laughs) the robot's taking over (laughs) 
Uh, or the kid running the simulation gets called to dinner because we're not doing anything interesting. Yeah. That's the end. No, then it just restarts. And um, how many times have we had this exact conversation? What's oh, what else? What are we talking about next? Next week? <laughs> hey, real quick, should I tell the story about my my uncle or no? I've been teasing it for a month. Okay, real quick. Uh, sure. Tell me t- t- the time that we ostracized my uncle. Uh, it was it's Christmas Wait, is coming. Does he up. Listen. No. Oh well, we'll find out if he does. I'll have to ostracize him again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's my uncle. Re my... re up the ostracization. <laughs> <laughs> we'll re up like a contract, like re signing the contract. <laughs> we just, uh, Nate's uncle just re upped his, uh, his excommunication from the family <laughs> in a bold move this past week. <laughs> um, I thought, I thought you suspended him. I think excommunication is strictly from like oh, a religious perspective. Yeah. Right? And then definitely, yeah, it is definitely a more and specifically like Catholicism. Yeah, specifically Catholicism, specifically religious, like specifically like permanent mm-hmm. too, right? Like it's not like oh, temporarily excommunicated. Like no, you're done. I think if you donate enough, you can probably get back. Get back <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. <laughs> well, all right, we know you didn't mean it. Have <laughs> uh, you learned nothing in your time on this earth? <laughs> I've learned absolutely not. yeah yeah money uh yeah in this simulation at least money is very important <laughs> in case you didn't know that the kid who's playing our simulation loves money <laughs> Can't get enough of it. if we stop using money in this simulation he will definitely go to dinner or yank the cord and put in a new cartridge <laughs> wow <laughs> So, uh, so uh, Uncle, what are you going to call him? Uh, Jim. You want to do Uncle Jim or Uncle uh, Flynn or Uncle? Uh... <laughs> that sounds good. Flynn. Flynn? Yeah. Okay. Flynn's a cool name. <laughs> Flynn's like a more recent name. They weren't using that 70 years ago. But anyway, just to put it in context, it was this was my, my aunt's uncle. I have a very small family. Like I have like no aunts and uncles, no cousins. Um, that's a whole other podcast discussion. Your aunt's about. uncle? Or my aunt's husband, sorry. Husband. <laughs> my aunt's uncle. This is where it gets weird. Is my aunt's uncle? <laughs> no, um, it's my aunt's husband. Sorry. So my aunt is actually related to me biologically, but my uncle is not. And so, like, it's not his fault that he's the only uncle good. that I know. <laughs> it's good that, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that she chose well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she chose. Wisely. <laughs> Wisely. Not in the same gene pool. That's good. Um, but like it wasn't his fault, but like he was my only uncle growing up and he did not care to be an uncle. And not like I shouldn't say he didn't care to be an uncle. Like Mike, you have a really cool uncle. Like you have all these stories about him, like boating, you know, all these things you guys did with him, you know, together, like your uncle, right? Like I'm not gonna tell you say his name, but like cool uncle, right? Like and I was like, Oh, like, is this what a cool uncle is like? Cause like I had this guy that just like kind of like comes to family events and just does not want to be there. <laughs> like you can just tell mm. it's just like, uh, how's mm. it going? Oh, good, good. How are you? Okay. Okay. That's enough. Like not going to ask you questions. Like, so how is work going or whatever? Like how, you know, it's just, it's fine. It's a business relationship. I get it. Like definitely don't. But one year, so you know how like your favorite, like you could have 
like 30 great Christmases, but you remember only a few of them, right? But if you have a bad Christmas, you remember that one. Like it was like it was yesterday. And this is my one bad Christmas story. So we were at their place, my and uncle's place, and my brother-in-law uh, got sick in the bathroom. Uh, and uh, what's, let my aunt know. Which one? Which brother-in-law? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say it on that. <laughs> well, change the name. Oh, uh, uh, Jeff. Let's just say Jeff. I like using Jeff for everything. So, <clears throat> okay. I know you don't, you can't tell who that is. Oh, you can kind of tell Jeff. So, uh, Jeff wasn't okay. feeling well. This is, this is the, the domino that started the, the, the whole thing. And so he's like, Hey, to my aunt, I thought for the names, we always just changed it slightly. Like if Jeff, the name okay, was okay, John, uh, it would be. Begins with a J, okay? That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. It okay. begins with a J. Now you know. Mike knows my family more than almost I know them sometimes. So, like, so we have this. For example, usually if the person's name is, I don't know, Pat, we would say it's Splat. <laughs> Something like that, right? <laughs> Matt. Yeah, Splat. Splat. Jeff is. Yeah, could, be, could be Jeff with a G. Left. G off. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. Uh, brother in law is not feeling well. Brother in law is not feeling well. Get sick. Tells my aunt, hey, the, the toilet's backed up. Um, just so, so you know, uh, it's not flushing. She's like, okay, doesn't say anything to anyone else, doesn't do anything about it. <laughs> the toilet continues to back up and doesn't tell my uncle, apparently. And what happens is with a backed up toilet is that I think the water kept running. So every time, and this is like the first floor, right? So when, whenever water keeps running, eventually it finds cracks in the floor and uh, they found cracks right into the basement and in the basement. So my, my uncle's like a big tinkerer, like he's always working on like electronics and stuff. And the one thing that you definitely don't want to come in contact with your electronics, especially delicate older electronics that you tinker with, uh, is water. And so like all of a sudden, like we're just having like a normal, you know, Christmas Eve or whatever it was, uh, get together and we're talking and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden we hear, Oh my God, <laughs> like just screaming at the top of your lungs. Like you can't, you can't appreciate the way that I say it because I'm not literally yelling at the top of my lungs. Like just imagine like somebody in a house right down in the floor below you just screaming. And the, your first instinct is like, oh my God, something's wrong. But then you realize like, no, they're screaming at potentially me. It's like a hit squad is like shooting them. Yeah, yes. Yes. You think something. Yeah. A hit squad. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's literally being bludgeoned to death. And the only way that he can stop yeah. that is to yell at us. <laughs> to cry yeah. out. To cry yeah. out. And he goes, oh. Hoping that you'll come running and then they'll turn their attention on you. <laughs> yes exactly i could see him wanting that that to happen very much so especially after this story so like we just like and then like the f-bombs just start coming out right what the f bleep and i can't oh my god like this bleep into like yelling and screaming and we're like oh my god like and then we're like well i don't want to go down there because he's obviously not very happy <laughs> you know and and mm -hmm. like in defense of like my family, like we had a couple of young kids there. Like there was a kid that was, you know, two, one that was two and then one that was like four or whatever. So like not a great time for someone to be yelling F bombs at the top of their lungs. Right. 
How, how long Being ago so was young. this? Mm-hmm. Are you, were you an adult at this time? Oh, yeah, I'm an adult. Okay. This was 10 years ago, 11 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe eight, nine. Yeah, around that time. So everyone's like, you know, upset or whatever. We're just like, I don't want to go down there and see what's going on. Like, I, you're, it was such a guttural yell that you thought like he was going to come up and like fists were going to be thrown or like, we're like, Oh, Hey, does he have a gun? Like, cause he seems very angry at this point. My uncle loves to drink mm-hmm. at family get together. So he was definitely under the influence at that point. And so you never know. So we're just like, we're leaving, like, screw this. Like, I'm not going to let this be part of my Christmas anymore. So we're leaving, blah, blah, blah. Um, everyone's really upset about this, obviously my family or whatever. And then the next get together, they're like, okay, so my aunt's like, okay, so Uncle Lynn's still coming, right? You guys are cool with it, whatever just happened. <laughs> like, uh, no, that kind of ruined our Christmas. Like, that was weird. Like, you shouldn't be okay with that. Are you okay with that? Like, that shouldn't be something. So anyway, it led me to be the one in the family to be like, I don't think he should come to the next family get together. I think he should take some time. I think he should ride the bench for a few games, <laughs> a few holidays before we are, uh, we're ready to see him back at practice. Uh, so... So we'll put him on the. When did you find out like what he was actually upset about? Was it that night or was it after? I think it was that night potentially. So like the whole thing is like in in the grand scheme of thing. So anyway, I was the one that had to be like he can't come to the next thing. So of course like everyone's upset with either being completely quiet like the people that agree with me or there's like one person my aunt that's not really happy about it so like i get to be the bad guy which is always fun but like in the grand scheme of things even then i completely understood why he was upset it was just like wow like i've never heard and and i grew up with a dad that was like in the military who was like a veteran who was also half deaf so like i was used to yelling like yelling is not a big deal to me as much (laughs) and like this was like beyond that you know what I mean? Like, this was just like, wow. Like, it was like you thought somebody was being murdered right in front of him. So, or he was, or whatever. So, anyway, long story short, that was one of my f- most memorable Christmases. <laughs> I hope, I hope everyone here has a more memorable Christmas than that in a good way. Something good happens to you. But if not, I'm but that, you earned earn the nickname the sheriff. The whole time, Mike, I mean, I was, Mike was very involved with this, John. I was, I was kind of, cause I was bouncing him. I'm like, am I going too far? Like, is this, is this ridiculous of me to like not want him at like the next get together the next month? Like this seems kind of too soon. Right. And Mike was like, I think Mike just might've been using this as a social experiment. He's just like, yeah, no, no, no totally, yeah. totally, totally. He should, <laughs> he should absolutely just ostracize him some more and just make sure he doesn't come to anything for a while. Okay, good, 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 good. I would have gone the other way with the social experiment and be like, you know what? You should invite it to more things to see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> and then you've been like, and then bring some of his stuff there and then pour something on it right in front of him. Maybe it was something that was like a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to understand too, like my, my, a part of this too is my aunt and uncle don't have kids. So like in his defense, like his toys are, what else is he? I mean, it's not like what else does he have? Like a lot of people don't have kids and are a lot more thoughtful than that, but it's like, well, you know, this was something that's really important to him. So um, maybe he should have been yelling, but I don't want to say he should have been yelling at my aunt. Cause that's not right. <laughs> should have been like, Oh, maybe you should have said something about the overflowing toilet, but definitely don't, don't think that. But um, yeah. 
So do you you like told called him up, told him directly, sent him an email, or no? I told my my aunt was like he shouldn't come, or is it okay if he comes? And I'm like I don't think he should come. Mm. And after he didn't come to that get together, he did call me up and apologize. You know, I I think the other thing though is my aunt was pushing that more than my uncle. I know my uncle well enough. I don't think he's like a bad guy or anything, but like he he probably didn't want to come yeah. anyway. <laughs> You didn't want to come anyway. Like, let's be honest. Like, if somebody doesn't want to come, like, don't let them, don't make them come, you know? Because the other people don't want him there and he doesn't want to be there. It's like, it's, it's, it's the perfect aligning. And then eventually, like, you know, as you got older, you know, if you're in your 70s, you care a lot less about what people think. <laughs> so he just like doesn't come a lot of the time. And we're not upset. He's not upset. The only one that's trying to force this, I think, is my aunt to get it. Like, let's do, let's, like, you know, like, let's put this all together so anyway yeah that's tough don't so some, cross nate is the moral it's, yeah yeah john just don't piss me off okay because mike knows what happens and now you know what happens you know what i i'm gonna agree with your wall of famer for this week I, i'll go with gabe davis too thank you thank you thank you john and uh yeah so if you guys have any good twitter spaces i shouldn't i shouldn't open that up for twitter spaces next week that could just go in a terrible direction but yeah so either way, uh, go Bills. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, next week, the Buffalo Bills play the New England Patriots. Uh, there's lots more to go over in the uh, the podcast network. So every we'll have you covered from here to there. This is a big week. This is a huge week. Really looking forward to uh, discussing that after Christmas. I hope everyone has a happy holidays. Have a Merry, holiday, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, everything going on for you guys. Um, hope nobody has a situation like I just discussed. So we're going to sign off for John. Hey, go bills. Big game next week. Control our own destiny. Let's, let's do it for Mike. Yeah. When next week they have an 88% chance of winning the division. Uh, Awesome time to be a bills fan. Yeah. Go bills. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. And for me, Nate, go bills. Thank you. Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, Like I said, hopefully no one, has an incident like I had for Christmas uh, 10 years ago, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on Twitter Spaces. See ya. Buffalo, stand up. It's the mafia. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. Uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo, we got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. Yeah, Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep, maybe it's a fake. Honestly, it's a TD either way. When you got Diggs and Bees and Gabe Davis, three-headed single Terry Moss Brader. Who gon' stop us? We the greatest. Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill. Come and replay us, cause we ready. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Four, we ready. Kick they bucket like Ike, yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike, are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City.
A Buffalo Bill City. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. We got Josh Allen, got step days, we got cold. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City, it's a Bill City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City. Yeah, what? It's a Bill City, it's a Bill City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City. Uh, yeah, Taron Johnson with a pick six. It's just too easy. Don't pass it to Treyway. Please believe me, we got high right behind him and Poya free. Please don't run up the middle unless you want me to start. Greg Russo will show you what he's about. Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around him. Our team is grounded over here. Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Ford. We ready. Kick they bucket like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team ready. Buffalo, this is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got step digs, we got cold. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill yeah. City. Yeah. 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 A Buffalo Bill City. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.